0: So everybody know the routine. uh... So uh, specifically, we're going to talk about managing your thoughts today. And how about your imagination? How many of you know you got a God-given imagination? But how many of you know that you can use it for the wrong things? Hmm. So to change our imagination, to change our thoughts, the most powerful thing in the universe is the Word of God. The Word of God is the most powerful thing. God created everything by His Word. And it's not the power in the Word, it's the Word of His power. That means all of His power backs His Word. But as we're going to learn today, you can stop the power of God. Well, the Lord can do anything. No, you have a free will and He gave you a free will. And you have to choose to want to put the Word of God in your life to change your thinking. And you can change your thinking. Okay, I'm, you know, amen, Pastor. Help me out a little bit. But, you know, God is far more interested in transforming your mind than changing your circumstances. It's important to change your circumstances. If, If somebody doesn't know Jesus, they need to get saved. But if they do not transform their mind, they go back to sin. You ever met somebody like that? If you don't transform your mind, I could give you a million dollars, but if you don't transform your mind, you're going to be right back where you're at today. I've seen it. Somebody, I, I tell the story of somebody got a three million dollar settlement and in three years it was gone. Just spin it. You think, man, it, I, I could never spend, oh, you can spend a million dollars easy. You start buying everybody a vehicle and everybody a house. It's gone. If they would have invested that, just say 20 apartments at $1,000 a month, and they wouldn't know anything on it, that's $20,000 a month. See how your thinking changes? They could have still been living great and still could have bought people vehicles. But they took that money and, and it was gone because they had no training. Remember last Sunday? If you don't train yourself in the Word of God, you will not ever have victory. You're going to live like you were raised. And it may have been good. I'm not saying mama wasn't good and grandma wasn't good, but you can fall back into that trap of the way that they were raised. They cannot take you further than what they've gone in their own life. And so you have got to break the mold. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Okay. 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 So Isaiah 55, 6, we'll start with this one. Because you can change your thinking and look what God says. Uh, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. How many of you know the Holy Spirit's in the room and he's near? Come on. So start asking him some stuff. Start talk, talking to him. And, and so um, let the wicked forsake his ways. It didn't say God was going to come down and make you forsake your ways. Let the wicked forsake their ways. It's your choice. I'm going to forsake my ways, my ways. And the unrighteous man, his thoughts. We're talking about thinking. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him, and to our God he will abundantly pardon. Man, God's merciful. He's waiting on you to come to him and ask for help. And God says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Now, I say this all the time. Nor my ways are your ways, says the Lord. And people stop and say, well, you can't know God's thoughts, or you can't know God's ways. But that's baloney. God's given us his way and his word. So, so in the Old Testament, it's types and shadows of they're trying to get Jesus into the earth. Moses was a type of Jesus, Daniel was a type of Jesus, Joseph was a type of Jesus. Most of the battles they fought are a type of a battle that you fight up here, not out here, up here. Cause they, I'm afraid. Oh, you know what we're gonna do? What we're gonna do? What we're gonna do? What we're gonna, we gonna do? And anybody ever had that run through their mind all night, other than me? Don't sit there and lie. Every one of us, like whoa. And so, 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 verse nine. For as the heavens are higher than the air, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and does not return there, but waters the earth and brings uh, and, and make it bring forth and bud that it will give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. so shall my word. So shall my word that goes forth out of my mouth. And how many of you know that Jesus came? You know, the Old Testament, there was some word came out of God's mouth, but Jesus came and just opened it wide open that God's our Father. And he said, my words are spirit and life. If his words are spirit and life, then you know what? I love you, but I'm going to take Jesus' word over your opinion. Because his words are spirit and life. Right? And you need to take His Word over my opinion. We got to live by the Word of God because that's what brings life. And so it shall accomplish. Look what it says. It will go forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me void. God said, my Word will accomplish what I please, and it will prosper in the thing which I sent it. So if you get the Word and you rightly divide it and you find out what God said about you and you take a hold of it, it's going to perform in your life. Huh? Huh? It will work. But let me just go ahead and talk a little bit. Uh, we're going to start off. We have three enemies that, that will bring destructive uh, thoughts. That's, that's our, first, our first thought. Number one, we have three enemies that bring destructive thoughts. <clears throat> Listen, every person follows their thoughts. You woke up, the alarm went off. Whoo, I'm going to church. You could have stayed home. So we're going to look at destruction's thoughts A, your old nature. And yeah, I brought him out. He hadn't been out in a while. I've been trying to keep him down. But this is our old nature right here. The living dead. Okay? This is what the Bible talks about your flesh. Let me get him up here where you all can see a smile. He's a liar. And so this is your flesh. This is the old man. This is what you deal with every day. This is what makes you get mad. This is him. And you know, a lot of people don't believe that children, I believe were born in the sin nature. I have studied my own kids long enough. You know, don't touch that electric plug. And I, 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 When my oldest daughter was, was two, I kind of popped her hand, don't touch the electric plug. So she backed up to the wall and thought, if, I if she wasn't looking at me, I couldn't see her. And she starts feeling for that electric plug, sliding down the wall, starting feeling for it. Where did that come from? Why is that disobedience there? That's the sin nature. That's why you must be born again. You must be born again because you get rid of the sin nature. But guess what? We drag it around with us. And a lot of people drag it around and it it tries to come alive. Have you ever felt like slapping somebody? That's the old nature trying to come alive. Right? You have got to take care of the old nature. You've got to keep it down. Remember, uh, this old nature really lives right here. And guess who will team up? Your body and your mind will team up with the old nature. And he'll try to trip you up. This is you. He'll try to trip you up. You don't even need the devil's help. But we do have an enemy, and that's number that's the B, that's the devil. He's a liar. And so this is our flesh. You have got to put your flesh. Let me read the Scripture before we go to number two. Let me get him out of the way because he'll trip me. He's always trying to trip us up. Romans 8, 5, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think, think about sinful things. As I quoted Isaiah last week. Woe unto the children who plan a plan. It's not of me, says the Lord, to add sin unto sin. Where's the party? You got to, I know you got marijuana. And I know you got, you know. Huh? That's what that you, you ever been around people that party all the time? Who's getting a beer? You know, who's that that they're adding sin unto sin? Uh, uh, you know, they're going after, I'm just messing with you. She don't have none. I'm just kidding. <laughs> But but those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit of God. We want to please the Holy Spirit, Amen. So this is the battleground, not the playground. The playground is where we. Ooh, Mama, come over here. Lust. Whatever sin it might be, you see, this is this is where you're dealing with pornography. Right here. This is is where it all happens. This is where the battle's at. And God wants to help you today with depression, pornography, uh, alcoholism, drug addiction, whatever it might be. It starts up here. It's like I talked about. It looks good. And you say, well, I'm going to try that. Don't. (laughs) Don't. You know, some people can handle alcohol. Some people can't. Some people can handle gambling. Some people can't. Certain sins have hooks. But you know what? Any sin, can you can build a stronghold. But let's talk about, uh, go back just one verse in, in the Living Bible. It says, so now we can obey God's laws if we follow after the Holy Spirit and no longer obey the evil nature. I wish I could pray for you that you would no longer obey the sinful nature. But I can't. And the Holy Spirit can't make you. He can encourage you and cheer you on and say, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't say that. Quit thinking that, and he'll talk to you, but you have to take authority over those thoughts. No, I'm not going to think that anymore. No, I'm not going to do that anymore. I have got to stop uh, with my my thinking, and so so the Holy Spirit's our helper in this battle, okay? Say, "Help help me, Holy Spirit. B, Satan the liar. Oh, he's a liar. Let me read a scripture right quick. In John 8, Jesus said, you're the father of the devil. Now he goes to explain the devil, the desires of your father you want to do. He is a murderer from the beginning. He does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him, but he speaks a lie. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So Satan's a liar. Judge it. What does it say? What's the thought running through your head? You know what? Brother Hagin used to say a bird can fly over your head, and he's talking about thoughts. They can go through your mind, but if you stop and let that bird build a nest on your head, shame on you. Clean it out. Same way, stop those thoughts. No. But boy, boy, the devil has been around a long time, and he knows how to manipulate you. He's been working on people for 6,000 years. He's well-trained. And so are the demon spirits. But you have the Holy Spirit, the blood of Jesus, Amen. to wash your mind in and take the Word of God and start changing your thinking. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but if you've ever thought, you know what, I'm not good enough, that's a lie. Amen. You're made in the image of God, and you're well able Amen. to do whatever God's called you to do. Amen. We have got to get, get our hearts right, get our minds right. Let this stuff sink into our heart because this is the battle. Satan wants to control your mind if you'll allow, you allow him, but let's, let's quit, okay? Yeah. Boy, he suggests stuff. How, how, how do we battle this? We got to combat it with the truth. Find a promise. Find a promise. Did you know it's a proven fact that, that most of the stuff that we think about is not true? All these thoughts that just come through your mind, I'm no good, nobody loves me, nobody likes me, I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not handsome enough, those are lies. Learn to address it. No. No. Don't let the enemy sway you. Don't let him use people to sway you. And he will. How does he lie? Comparison, fears, worries, doubt. In Romans 12, 1 and 21, it says, because that when we knew God, or me, let me just read it, put it up there. Rome. You got Romans 1, 21. Because that when we knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their own imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened. You know what the word vain means? You know, you get a mirror and you're kind of vain. You're vain, you're smarter. You're smarter. They thought they were smarter than God in their imaginations. They didn't want to hear a word. They didn't want to hear the word. They didn't want to hear what God had to say. They didn't want to hear what the prophets had to say. They became vain in their imaginations. We have got to take a control of our imaginations. Well, I don't know how to do that. We're going to get there. And so Satan wants to build strongholds. Strongholds are a bad habit in your mind. You know, smoking is a bad habit. It's a physical habit. Eating too much, whatever, Watching, binge watching pornography. You know, these are habits that we need to break. They become strongholds. God wants to break strongholds in your mind. And they become vain imagination. Thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Everything starts with a thought. In 2 Corinthians 10, 3, it says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war in the flesh. So our battle is where? In the spirit, in our mind. Verse 4 said, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God to the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds, there it is, strongholds. Verse 5, Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience When your obedience is fulfilled, this is all going on in your head. This is not out here. This is in you. And you know, the old saying was, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. Uh, You know, I I had a principal that would sit down and he was like a lawyer and he would go up and down when you was in trouble. I'm like, give me my whipping and let me get out of here. I take cause that, that back in the day. we get five licks, three licks, whatever. I said, give me my whipping. I don't, I'm, woo, I'm I'm sweating bullets because this guy's going over. Y'all know what you did, you know? Whatever. We was fighting if you don't know what we did. So anyway. So anybody wondering what's underneath here? I just wonder. I figured y'all, well, that's why y'all can't pay attention. It ain't nothing special. Here we go. We're going to build a stronghold. So so it starts with one thought. Now, you can either start laying that thought and building the wall, or you can go, forget that thought. That's That's not from God. But most of the time, we take these thoughts because we've been hurt. Somebody hurt us. Somebody embarrassed us. Now somebody else said something. You thought it was you, but they wasn't talking about you, but you owned it. So now you said, okay, I'll take that too. And so here we go. We're starting building and we're building this wall up and we're trying to defend ourselves. And we just keep going and we keep going with all these wrong thoughts. And we got now it's becoming really good. It's getting good and set in our mind. And, you know, we think everybody hates us, but they don't. Nobody, they probably don't even know you. But in your mind, they're the enemy. And you know what? We have one enemy, and it's not people. And you've got to learn how to break strongholds. You've got to learn how to tear them down. They had strongholds in the Old Testament when they fought battles. They built walls to protect themselves. This is what a stronghold is in your mind. You're building a wall to protect yourself from being hurt. But guess what? Even behind the wall, you're still hurt. it's time to start tearing down strongholds. Everybody has some kind of stronghold or something. They've been fighting, they're fighting, and then you would be kicking, but some are bigger. And so so the Holy Spirit's our helper. And let me show you something. Let's take care of y'all. We're going to tear this stronghold down. Uh, Tim, Tim, come on up here. Tim's going to be the Holy Spirit. He's going to be my helper. Give him a hand clap. I need you on that side. I need to stand right, right back up just a little bit because I need you to come help me. But, yeah. And so, 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 Holy Spirit, whew, I recognize I got some strongholds. I, I, I need help. Uh, Holy Spirit, will you help me? Yes. All right. Wait a minute. Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. Not that one. No, no, no. Oh. Wait a minute. You can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can stop him. Well, well the Holy Spirit's God. But he is not going to let things go. So go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Holy Spirit. Okay, go ahead. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay. Oh, mercy, wait a minute. Give me that. Huh? See what we do? We give it to him and then we take it back. Huh? Let me get away from you just for a minute. Huh? He is supposed to be our helper, but we won't let him help because you know what? We wake up the next day. He just took one. He's, he's always trying to help us. But, but but we take it back. Don't take it back. And he, cause, cause guess what? You, you start taking them down. We start taking them down. And now I'm, I'm, I'm opening it up here. Oh man, he's helping me. And me and him are taking them down. And now uh, I'm in territory. I hadn't been in since I was a kid. And I am nervous now because he has taken all my, my protection down. Right. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Y'all give him a hand clap. Can you see how you do it? How you take it back and you start building those walls back up? Instead of, you know what, let's start taking them down one at a time. You, you ain't got to hurry about this. Matter of fact, let me give you a scripture. In Deuteronomy 721. Remember, I said the old testament's type in shadows. This is it says, You should not be terrified of them. For the Lord your God, the great and awesome God is among you. And the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you little by little. And you'll be unable to destroy them at once. You'll be unable to destroy them at once, lest the beasts of the field become too numerous. But the Lord, your God, will deliver you, deliver them over you, inflict, and uh, inf- I can't read here. I'm talking too fast. Will inflict defeat upon them until they are destroyed. That's what we're talking about. These strongholds. This is the enemy, and he's laying these bricks in your life. And you know what? Little by little, you start getting rid of them, and you become more vulnerable. But you ask what? You're going to fill your mind up with the Word of God, and you're going to be who God called you to be, because that's our ultimate goal. Is we got to be who God called us to be not trying to grasp and hold on to what we think we ought to be. Oh, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. And you got this wall. No, you're called. You're called to do things. You're called to be a witness and a light. You're standing behind a wall on the inside and blocking the light that God's wanting to shine out into the, to the darkness. Nobody, nobody wants to follow you to Jesus if you're all messed up. What? What? Yeah, Amen in that, I don't know about that. See, see, see I, I, man, it was the people who served God that drew me in. I've seen people drawn in because of you. Man, people love this church when they first come because of you and the Holy Spirit in you. So it's the Holy Spirit stirring in us that draws people. The Bible says you lift up Jesus and he'll draw all men unto him. But standing behind your walls of hurt, you cannot draw. You're not, you're not lifting up Jesus. You're lifting up walls. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to anybody to get mad at me and hurt me again. So I start building. And, uh-uh, it's time to quit. Amen? So God's going to deliver you. He wants to set you free. And I have seen it instantly, but I have seen it a block at a time. But it doesn't matter. You need to start moving forward. Amen? C, the world's value system. Man, the world is upside down right now. Amen? What's, what they call, what's evil has become good, and what's good has become evil. But Tuesday morning in prayer, uh, we got a word from the Lord that there's a great reset coming. So righteousness is going to prevail. It always does. And there's a great reset coming. And what that looks like, we don't know, but that just brings hope. And guess what? So let your imagination run wild with you. See, there are some things you need to let your imagination run wild with you. When you hear the Word of God and you find out that's for you, so start imagining yourself walking in freedom. So imagine yourself being delivered from drugs. Most people can't see. When they're hooked on drugs, they can't see themselves delivered. Their imagination is not working for them. But boy, I read the Bible and hope comes to me and my imagination begins to run wild. Ooh, I can, I can be blessed. My kids can be blessed. My kids' kids can be blessed. I mean, I want them to know Jesus. Huh? So, you know, there are certain things that you need to change your imagination because guess what? When you start thinking about it and it goes south, well, I'm always a day late and a dollar short. We never get ahead around this house. Eh. You can, you know, the death and life are in the power of the tongue. If I was late, let's quit apologizing. Thanks for waiting for me. Huh? I apologize. I'm late. I'm late. I'm always late. Uh -uh. I'm changing. Thank you for waiting for me. Come on, it's a different lifestyle. It's a different using your imagination. It's come on, it's your thinking. God wants to change your life, but He has to start with this right here. Because we live defeated up here. And the Bible says that we should be more than a conqueror, that, that we're supposed to be overcomers, that nothing will separate you from the love of God. But you walk around like you're separated. And the Holy Spirit's right here. He's on the inside of you. Dude, this is why thinking is so important. Because a man thinks in his heart. So, so let, let's, let's look real quick. Um, 2 Corinthians 4, 3. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age or the God of this world has blinded, who do not believe lest the light of the gospel of the the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So I just said it, though, but the world is rationalizing sin and making it a virtue. There's no virtue in killing a baby. Man, they're wanting to kill babies after they're born. But thank God, God's twisting that, turning that around. And we need to know that God wants to... It's his way. You know, people use the excuse, I was born this way. That's just the way we are. Uh, That's an excuse. Come on, rattle the cage in your mind today. Say, you know what? I want to change. Let's say that. I want to change. I want to be like Jesus. And you know what? You can. Hmm. But we go, yeah, I'm not as bad as y'all on the front row, but. So I'm just going to stay the way I am. Don't we do that comparison on the opposite way? You know, I want to be like the people on the front row. Or, you know what, I'm, I'm better than those Christians. Shame on us. I, why should I change? Well, you need Jesus. It doesn't matter. So, so before we move forward, expect the devil to bring you thoughts. It's coming. It's coming. Detect it when it gets here. Is that a God thought? Huh? And if it's not, reject it. Get out of my mind in the name of Jesus. Replace it. Go find a scripture and meditate on it. Meditate on it. You get your mind busy. Okay? Okay? Get your mind busy. If I, if I pointed out to one of you, what's the scripture you've been standing on this week? Got to get a scripture every week and just let it roll over in your mind till you get it. I used to just meditate on, meditate on, meditate on. And I I, I meditate on whole chapters till I memorize them. You know, my favorite Psalms 91. But there are other things that you memorize memorize healing scriptures I, I tripped on something in the back of my heel i pulled a tendon well i guess it's going to be sore for a couple of months now that's what thoughts go through your mind no no the word of god works i'm not limping today because the word of god works jesus bore my sickness and infirmity he even heals our wounds because he was wounded for our transgressions and you know, the chastisement that he took in 53 was for our peace. Where's that at? The crown of thorns. Crown of thorns represents a curse that comes onto your mind. Come on, Jesus, boy, everything. He was called names. Anybody, ever bothered me have been called a name? No, I'm not talking about your name. I'm talking about one of them names. Even just stupid or shut up or dumb. Break that. That was the S words and the D word in my house. Stupid, shut up, and dumb. And my kids go, ooh, they said the S word, and everybody in the restaurant go, ooh. But it wasn't was stupid or shut up. It wasn't the other S word. Don't know, use those words because you're not stupid and you're not dumb. And my kids weren't allowed to say it because one day you'll call me that, and then, oh, boy, be in trouble. Number two. We must focus our mind on the right things. Let's get back to the Word of God. We talked enough about the devil. But the devil, come on, quit letting him rake you over the coals. Quit letting him tell you you're not good enough. You're good enough because of the blood of Jesus. You're right. You're right with God because of the blood of Jesus. If you don't feel right with God, then repent right now. Go ahead in your mind. Repent right now. Say, okay, I'm forgiven. Say, I'm forgiven. And I'm right with God. Now, let me tell you a secret about people who are right with God. They get their prayers answered. Yeah, yeah. But you don't know what I did yesterday. You just repented of it. God don't remember it either. Ah? <laughs> oh? Just because you can remember something doesn't mean that God remembers it. You know the devil was there. you know the devil remembers it, and he's going to bring it back up. Tell him, forget it. Remind Him where he's going. My home's heaven. And nothing, even my stupid sin, can keep me from God. But I'm going to repent from it because I want to live kingdom life. I want to live a healthy life. I want to live a glorious life. I want to live a peaceful life. And Jesus paid the price for you to live a peaceful life. Not a comparison life, a peaceful life. Well, I'm going to be peaceful. I want to have peace in my heart. And money don't bring peace, people. You say, well, I'd like to try it. Well, get it, then work two jobs. If that's what you really want, work three jobs, but it's not going to bring you peace. It's not going to make you happy. The only thing that satisfies is Jesus. Okay. Hey. So under these are three headings. A, think about Jesus. His love, his peace, his joy. Come on, put your mind on Christ. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.8, keep your mind on Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.8, finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, is there any virtue? Is there anything praiseworthy? Meditate on these things. Meditate on them. It didn't just say let it pass through. It said meditate on it. Now, right now, and I guarantee you, uh, there's some of you in here and it aggravates me. You can't think of a good thought about yourself. That's the Holy Ghost. You have got to start thinking good thoughts about yourself. I'm a child of God. That ought to make you smile. Say that. I'm a child of God. And whether I have it or not, I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. Jesus loves me. You used to sing it as a kid. Did you believe it? He loves you. Come on. These are good things. Meditate on it. Ooh, I'm a child of God. Come on, I'm a child of God. Let's say it one more time. I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. I have the victory. Come on, you got to have it in here and in here before you get it out here and out here. It may pass by, but you won't grab it because you don't think it's for you. That's well, uh, for them over there. It's not for me and, and them over there, but it's not for me. Thoughts, thoughts, imaginations, imaginations. God wants them blessed not me blessed. Oh, that's a wrong comparison. Quit. It's time to get a hold hold of these things that run through your mind. So Ephesians 3.20, let's use your imagination real quick, but let's read this first. Now to him, Jesus, who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, who's able to do... All that we ask would be enough. But the Holy Spirit added a little bit there, didn't he? Woo, exceedingly and abundantly. A ball of, well, Pastor, I, I don't have that. I don't think it's for me. The Word of God is for you, and this is in the Bible. So let your imagination run a little bit. God wants to do exceedingly exceedingly, and abundantly more than I can ask or think. Now, here's the trick. Here's, it's just not a trick, but here's the secret. you got to ask according to the Word of God. See, I'm a married man. I can't pick out another woman and say, you know, I just, I'm going to get her for my wife. Oh, i got a wife. That's, that's wrong. That's sin. So you got to get in line with the Word on what you ask. You got to ask, but you got to ask when you ask according to the word. And, you know, there's a bunch of stuff in the Bible that God wants you to have. And the only person that's stopping you from getting it is not even the devil. It's you. Well, you know, you can't blame your boss. You can't blame nobody. You ask God what you need to do. All right, God, what do I need to do? Change jobs, be a better worker. Pray for my boss. Oh, excuse me. Some of y'all that way. You're the hillbilly bear. Well, I don't shoot somebody. That's your flesh. He's laying back here. You have got to be godly. You have got to do what's right, but God wants to exalt you. And if you're okay, so let's just go there. Remember last Sunday I said, if you don't train in the Word of God, how are you going to be victorious? If you don't know Scripture... That you're blessed coming in. That Christ, Galatians three thirteen. That Christ has redeemed you from the curse of the law, being made a curse for you. Come on, He was cursed for you. When are you gonna start walking in the blessing and get out of that curse? Get out of the curse. Get in. Step into the blessing. Deuteronomy, I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. The fruit of my body, my children are blessed. My basket, my, my bank account, my savings account, my checking account's blessed. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. Come on. I don't go to no city. Well, if you go there, you're going to be blessed. Come on. You got to change your thinking and start believing God because you're his family. Huh? I love my kids and God loves his kids. And you're his kid. You're his son and daughter. And don't matter how old my kids get, I still love them. And doesn't matter how old you are, God still loves you. Get your thinking right. Come on, God loves you. See how we got to think about these things and we got to change our mind and we have got to go after it constantly, constantly, constantly go after it, go after it. B, think about others. Well, how is thinking about somebody else going to help me? I said it last Sunday. The River Jordan flows into the Sea of Galilee and then it flows out of the Sea of Galilee in the River Jordan and it goes to the Dead Sea and nothing flows out of the Dead Sea and that makes it dead. Most people break a suicide spirit off of them if they'll start serving. If you'll grab a hold of something and start serving or helping somebody else and quit thinking about you, that suicide spirit will leave you. Just saying. So if somebody comes to you and says, you know what I'm thinking about, get them up and say, come on, help me. Let's go help somebody. And they find purpose. I should have been doing this all along. Instead of loneliness and depression, they find purpose in God. What God's called them to do. Because you know what? It doesn't matter if you give a cup of water in the name of a prophet. The Bible says you receive a prophet's reward. And who can't give away water? Here's your water. Here you want some water. But it works better when you get a smile on your face. But anybody can give away water. I'm monitoring the water table. Is anybody want any water? Come on, serving somewhere, getting getting what what God can do through you for somebody else. Pastor, I'm struggling. You know why? Listen to me. When you start helping others, God starts flowing through you and you get blessed. You know, if you start teaching a Bible study, you're going to learn more than anybody else you're teaching. But we have got to to, to get our mind and, and to think about that we're not just here for us. Get all I can, can all I can get, and bury it in the backyard. No, we're here to build the kingdom of God. Heaven is our home. But let's read Philippians 2, 3. "Do Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Boy, there's that word vain again. Rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. What was Jesus's mindset? I've come to serve. Masters don't wash their, ser- their servants' feet. I'm here to wash your feet. Jesus set the example. He was a servant leader. He wanted to help. What can I do? What can I do? Let me wash your feet. Peter said, you ain't touching me. He goes, if I can't touch you, if I can't wash your feet, then you can have no part of me. Jesus is here. He sent the Holy Spirit to live in you, to serve you. Is that you ever thought about that, that the Holy Spirit is here to empower you, to help you, to open you, to make you, make you think dig, different, bigger? Hebrews ten twenty four. and this is your responsibility as well as mine. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as as you see the day approaching. Spur one another on. How many of y'all watched football yesterday? How many of y'all talked to the TV? Get them! Go! You're spurring them on. They they can't hear you. I I hate to break that to you. They can't hear you. Uh, My wife does it too, but I have to before. But you know, she's watching Virginia Tech, you know, well, come on. I said, they can't hear you, baby. <laughs> but we need to learn to spur people on, to cheer people on. You got this, you got this. Come on, you can do it. God's got you, God's with you, God's empowering you, God's for you, God's got your back. And you know what? We're gonna pray for you too. Amen. Amen. So let's learn to cheer. Thank on others. Let's go to see. How about think about eternity? You're worrying about this and worrying about that. Let's just stop just for a second. Whatever you're worrying about, is it going to matter in heaven? Huh? Is it going to matter in heaven? No. Come on. Let's just relax then. Okay, Lord, I've been trying to do this on my own. Because you know how we do. We have a problem. All right, Holy Spirit, I just believe you to guide me and lead me today. In Jesus' name, amen. What do you think? 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 think? Now, I don't know what to do. You can't hear God for asking everybody else. And they said, get the red one, get the green one, get the blue one, eat eat Tootsie Rolls, Uh, you know. Oh. Now, it does, the Bible does say that in, in the midst of counselors, there's wisdom. But you just don't ask everybody. You go to somebody who knows something, who has been through it, and knows the Word of God. Come on and get some good counsel. Just asking somebody on the street, well, what do you think? They don't know. Make sure they know God. How many people you know, I have know people that go to counselors that aren't Christian and really get messed up. Because they're thinking. So we're going back to Colossians 3, 1 through 4 real quick. And it says, verse 1, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above and not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden within Christ, or hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Come on. Your treasures are in heaven. You can't take anything with you, but what's in your mind and in your heart. Let me just, let me just, I'm going to say this. Has anybody ever had a regret? Maybe more than one. Let me, ask you, let me tell you something that uh, Keith Moore preached a sermon on uh, victory over death. And he started talking about people, and I, I know I'm just being led by the Holy Ghost here. He started talking about people who killed themselves and they brought them back to life. They said the moment they died and they had an out-of-body experience, they regretted killing themselves. You know... This life, I'm talking about we need to be heavenly minded and know our home's heaven. And this, we shouldn't be having worries and cares. What we do care about is people. And you're here for a purpose. If I wasn't a pastor, I'm here to raise my kids and my grandkids and be an influence in their life. I'm here to be a witness and a light. And that's what we're called to be. And we need to be heavenly minded. If you've ever lost a loved one, and this is a challenge that the Holy Ghost gave me earlier. If you've ever lost a loved one and you thought maybe they went to hell, then you need to get a fire in your bones and not see anybody else go to hell. It ought to burn in you. Mm. Uh, Listen to me, I don't let it pass. If somebody in my family or somebody, I go to the hospital and I'm not sure they're saved, or if I'm, we're going to pray. Let me pray with you. Are you good? You and God, have you accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life? I have went to people uh, in my family on their deathbed. I want to make sure you're right with God. It burns in my heart. I'm going to ask. And they look at me like I'm stupid, but I'm going to ask anyway. Because I want to know. Because I'm probably going to do your funeral and I want to know. I don't tell them that. But I want to know. Want to know the right with God. You know what? That's our purpose. We think outside the box and we got to be heavenly minded because heaven is our home and everybody. We want everybody to go. We got to pull people out of the grasp of the devil. He's a liar. And he has lied to too many people. So it's time to start living our life like we we have a purpose. Amen. And we do. It's time to start telling your kids about Jesus. If you haven't, it's time to start praying with them funny story i prayed psalms 91 over my kids and my daughter the middle one uh uh i would say okay you know we dwell in secret place of the most high god about us shall the almighty uh no evil shall befall us neither any plague or calamity calamity you know what a calamity is like car wreck calamity house cave in on you it's calamity and i skipped that one night and she goes oh no 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 wait a minute wait a minute you <laughs> she's a matter of fact Wait a minute, you didn't say calamity. Start over. (laughs) Okay, we're starting over. But uh, it was hilarious. But you know what? She knew it. She could have prayed it. Hmm? You need to teach them the Word of God. You need to live the Word of God before them. You know how many times I've repented to my kids? Too many times. But I do. And I have. Because it goes a long way. See, repentance is a change of mind. I was wrong in my thinking. I acted too quick. And you know what? As you sit in a service every Sunday, you should be changing your mind. When you hear something and the Holy Spirit goes, Yep, that, that. So, okay, I'll change my mind. I changed my mind. I'm gonna, I'm, not, I'm gonna change because when you change your mind, now you're gonna change your actions. Amen. Let's bow our heads. The Bible teaches that you're a treasure. You are a treasure. You belong to God. Even if you don't know Him, or if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, He still calls you a treasure, and He still calls you a child, and He's wanting you to accept Him. Because there's only one way. Jesus Christ, He is the way, the truth, and the life. And the light of the gospel is shining on you today, and God's asking, and the Holy Spirit's stirring in your heart, maybe, to accept Him as Lord and Savior. If you've never done that, you've never prayed that prayer, will you just raise your hand and say, I, I want to pray that prayer, Pastor Brett. Nobody going to embarrass you. If that's you, just lift your hand. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Now, for everybody else, ask God what it is you need to change. What in your thinking you need to change. What is it that you just need to relax in God in? To let go of your cares, your worries, and your fears. See, what happens is the devil will put you in a loop. And you'll get attention that you need from God. But you'll get from people because you'll start telling them that you got this problem and that problem and this problem. And you're worried about that. And you get in this cycle. And the devil will get you in a cycle and he doesn't even have to speak to you anymore. You go there yourself. But God wants you to break that cycle today. It's a stronghold. And it's time to break it in the name of Jesus. Because you know what? People will love you even when you you don't have problems. People will care about you. So let's pray this together. Say, Father, today, Jesus is Lord of my life. He's Lord of my thinking. And I want to change. I want to break the cycle of wrong thinking. I want to break the cycle with the Word of God. Father, thank you for your promises that they are yes and amen for me. In Jesus' name, amen. So look at me, there was three people raised your hand and I know you've been prayed for before, but I want you to go to the table over here and let those people pray with you that you can have the assurance that you know, that you know that you know, and you never have to pray a sinner's prayer again because you've prayed it. Now, like I said last Sunday, that's something that we've got to address. We want you to be right with God and you do that by repentance, not by asking Jesus fresh and anew to come into your heart. He's already forgiven you, he's already saved you. Glory be to God. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about Legacy Church and other resources, visit us online at LegacyFamily.info.